Celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, Central Coast, I know I'd be a liar. Hey! Hey, there we go. Come on, Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. I like how you fit it in there, Greg. Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try to set the night on. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. How many days out of the year do you think my uniform consists of solid color shirt and jeans? Uh, It's pretty regular. Like what? Ninety-five percent of the time. But I'm not gonna mean? judge you on what you wear because how many days of the year do you see me in a black T-shirt and a black pair of shorts? Or thirty-eight percent. We fall in the thirty-eight percent of people that say that they don't have the confidence to try new fashion trends. <laughs> Squarely. Like, not only do we fall in that category, we might be the spokespeople for that category. I wear what makes me comfortable. I was talking to my wife about this because she's like, man, you have a lot of fishing shirts. I go, well, they make me comfortable. And she goes, and why are all your T-shirts black? I'm like, well, I don't know. They just happen to be. (laughs) Slimming. It's slimming. It's slimming, yes. New poll found that uh, 37% feel uh, overwhelmed by the volume of trends sweeping fashion pages and social media feeds. I don't feel overwhelmed. I feel uh, ignorant, too, I think, is the, the proper word on that. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what, what is in fashion right now. Like, what is yeah. fashion? I don't even know what fashion is. I think it I all mean, depends on, like, what you do. Like, if you worked in an office where, you know, they wanted you to look, you know, if you had to wear a suit, obviously you'd have to wear a suit. But if you work somewhere where you're in the public eye and, you know, you might... Might not just wear a plain T-shirt every day, but most guys wear what we wear, don't they? If if they don't have to be in front of the public and they can be casual, they'll wear a, a T-shirt, a V-neck shirt. It's or or a, I don't know. I look at the other men that we work with in the building. I think about them. <laughs> I think we're doing okay. One guy shows up practically in pajama pants every day. Uh, you know, the other guy yeah. walks around barefoot. And on the other side, he's got to stop doing. He's got to stop doing the business side of things. His feet are so callous now. It's like I don't think I don't think he realizes he's barefoot. He's, I know. he's like Fred Flintstone. I mean, he's literally he's like walking around barefoot guy. so long yeah. that he doesn't know if he has shoes on or not. I don't know if he can tell the difference unless it's cold. I I try to take inventory of the latest fashion trends by taking a look around town because we live in a college town, so. Who's more likely to be, you know, entrenched in fashion? And that would be people in their late teens, early 20s, right? But I look at them and all I see is the new fashion trend seems to be leaning towards homeless. I mean, they don't, the kids aren't dressing up. They're just kind of, it's like, it's almost like a throwback to the 90s when everybody just got out of bed and threw on a flannel shirt and called it a day. And uh, guys and girls, uh, for that matter, uh, and and then that's it. So then, if that's the case, I'm I'm square. It kind of at times in that category because I will when I do mix it up five percent of the time. It's flannel shirt time. Yeah, I mean, I have five or six flannel shirts, but 
I usually wear them when I'm when it's going to be cold. They keep me warm, yeah. and I wear a t-shirt underneath them. I don't just wear them without a t-shirt underneath them. Dress for the climate, not for fashion. That's my motto. Right. Like my wife's like, "Why are you wearing that?" I'm like, "Cause it's hot out today." She's like, "Yeah, but you know, it's fall," and I'm like, "I don't care. It's 93. <laughs> I'm not gonna be. I'm not. I'm not gonna wear anything different than a t-shirt." And more than likely, shorts on a day that's 93 degrees outside. Yeah. My wife wants to go shopping this weekend. She's like, we should go and go shopping this weekend. I'm like, oh, that sounds like not fun. And then I'm like, well, is there any stores I might like to buy stuff at? And She's like, your stuff's so expensive. I go, yeah, because it's climate-based. I buy heavy things that are ex- – the stuff I buy, it tends to be expensive because it's meant to have a purpose outside of just how you look. Otherwise, I could just go to Kohl's. Why can't women be appeased by online shopping? What is it about the whole process of going out and thumbing through stuff and looking at it and holding it up to a mirror and all that stuff? When the return policies for everybody, Amazon's made it so the return policies for everybody's they're great because uh, they have to to stay in um, competition with them. It's just like, why can't we just do this online? Send my, it back if it doesn't fit. My we don't like the way it looks. They have to try everything on. Oh, I got to try it on. Do you know how much longer it takes to try stuff on? When I know. we go and I'm buying something, and she's like, are you going to try that on? I'm like, no. No. She said, well, doesn't if it fit, doesn't fit you, I go bring it back. I go, it's been working at Costco forever. I don't, you can't take, by the way, I saw a sign last time I went into Costco because we were talking about this. I've seen people come out of the bathroom with clothes on. Eh, I don't like that. Like these are clothes. These are men. Men will go in there. They'll try jeans on. They'll bring it back and put them on the thing. They've that's been in the bathroom. I, yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, that's 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 gross. Sign. Yeah, they have a sign. And that's now. pretty no. gross because I know I think about it sometimes. Like I will when I take my jeans off, I use the floor as a method to take the jeans off. Like you know, I'll use my foot and and drag it down with sure. one leg, and and it's, so I'm stepping on it and I'm stepping it into the floor. So, yeah, when you're in the bathroom and you're trying something on in a bathroom, I mean, you're taking your shoes off to put pants on, right? I, I've tr- I can't do it with pants, with right, shoes on. No. So now yeah. you're walking around barefoot or your socks in public bathroom. It's so weird. I know we're different, and I'm okay with it. I don't need to ask a lot of questions. I just prefer not to take her with me when I'm going to buy something because she mm-hmm. always wants me to try it on. And I, it just takes too much time. There's I'm other things that. we could be doing. Come on. Just try it on. Let me see what it looks like. Oh, God. You're right. That takes so much time. It's ridiculous. Like you've taken what could have been a 10 minute trip and turned it into an hour and a half long trip. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. The last week you said that Trevor Noah is leaving the Daily Show. He's going to leave in December. Um, and your sentiment was like, well, don't let the door hit you ass on <laughs> yeah, the way out. I've never really been a fan. I don't think he's really that funny. Did anybody find him funny? I mean, I, everybody I've talked to has never found him funny. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a bad choice from the jump for Trevor Noah, unheard of comedian, to step in. What they're going to do is they're going to go the Jeopardy route. They're okay. going to have uh, rotating guests until they figure it out. They're going to go on a hiatus after he retires, be gone for a month, fire it back up in January, and then um, see what sticks. So they're going to have rotating hosts. What's your short list of hosts that would be good for the Daily Show? To me, it's a it's a no-brainer. Who should 
who should get it if he wants it, though. But but I'd, I'd like to hear some of your input, see if it matches, and see if it... Um, well, the first name that came to mind was Jim Gaffigan. If it's a rotating oh God, thing... That would, that would be good. He's just so funny. Um, and he can be clean. You know, that's, that's why I, I think Jim Gaffigan... Not everybody can be funny and clean. Um, and he's he not to- a guy that you look at and you know his politics. I have no idea what his politics are. That show got very left. And... Uh, it just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because it was always a stab at the right. And I'm not saying I'm right <laughs> or left. I'm just saying, you know, when it, when everything goes one way, I was talking to my friend the other night who said, Have, did you watch Saturday Night Live last week? And I go, I've watched Saturday Night Live in so long. And I go, it got so bad. And he goes, you know what was great about it was they were really funny because they were going after the right and the left equally. And they were picking apart, you know, and, 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 and highlighting and making fun of the things that you would laugh at, you know. The, that's how they should be doing then, it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's how it, yeah. every, every parody for comedy purposes should be doing it. That's where the um, Late Show misses the mark with Stephen Colbert. That's where I think Fallon probably does the best job because I, I don't think he does, you know, lean away. I mean, he probably does lean a right way, but compared to Kimmel and and uh, Colbert, they they are obviously leaning one way. And if you could just get somebody in there that is good at making jokes at both sides, that is a surefire winner. Because listen, I've been I've said this for a very long time. There's a lot of bad Republicans. There's a lot of bad Democrats. None of them are. Fighting for us. No, they they're all fighting, fighting for themselves and their friends. They're fighting for themselves. And mainly okay? for themselves, yeah. So we should be making fun of that. <laughs> yes, we should. And we used to do that. And apparently maybe they're getting back to it now. Um, but anyways, who are you thinking? Who is your... I mean, it's the no-brainer pick for me because I think he does a great show even though it is very left. But it's funny. And it's good in its investigative sense. And I haven't watched it for a couple of years, but the, um, the, I forget what the name of the show is it's on HBO. It's John Oliver, uh, this week, tonight, or last week. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This week or yeah. something like that. John Oliver. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's, he's an alum. He's a, he's a, he's a, I don't uh, watch late da- night, so it's tough for me to daily show alum. It, his show's only on once a week. They have a good, opportunity to produce the crap out of it and they do a really good job um but he's funny and his delivery is familiar and probably a lot of people that watch the daily show already watch his last week tonight that's what it's called uh they watch uh his show on hbo and so he could slot right in and do it um but i think he gets paid pretty good money from hbo to do his show and it's an hbo original and i don't think that comedy central could woo him away from a once a week gig to a five night a week gig. So, um, some other people, I, you know, Chelsea Handler was talking about, yeah, you know, possibly know. throwing her name in the See, hat. John Oliver, Chelsea Handler, they've all done this. And I just want something different. I think Gaffigan is a, is a great, he's very popular. Um, he's funny and, uh, I just, I think it's such a hard job because how do you not show your political stripes by doing that? You have to, you'd have to like recruit somebody from the old days of SNL. Like too bad Norm McDonald is done. I mean, you know, he's dead because yeah, he would have been he great. Been Norm, Norm McDonald would have been awesome. 
for that job. You know, oh gosh. His weekend updates were the best weekend updates on Saturday Night What's Craig Kilborn up to these days? I always liked how arrogant he was. <laughs> You're going to go back to the first host? <laughs> was he Was he the first host? Craig Kilborn? Yes. Yeah, he was oh, he the was? first host. Yeah. Before John yeah. Stewart? Yes. Oh, see that? I didn't even know that. Uh, you can let us know, 805-543-3693. Text it in. Who do you think? Who'd be great on The Daily Show? Do you even watch The Daily Show? Tom Brady. <laughs> he's looking for things to do now that he's single. <laughs> Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Here comes some ass of the day brought to you by California Diesel and RV. Working on pickup trucks, motor homes that can manage your fleet vehicles. Yeah. It runs on diesel. They're your people. Make a good decision. Check them out online. Go to CaliforniaDieselAndRV.com or stop by and see them. 1189 Pike Lane in Oceano. How pathetic can some people be? I'm a big sports fan. Do we have any uh, sports fans here tonight? You guys like sports? Beautiful. Awesome. I love, I love sports. I love them. But I get annoyed by sports broadcasters because I feel like they always use the same lines, same cliches. Like in football, when a player scores a touchdown, there's a little celebratory dance. A lot of times the announcer will be like, oh my God, that is a classless display. That is classless. I'm like, seriously? This is a game where people knock each other out, break their necks, get brain damage, concussions. And you're talking about class? <laughs> this is not the opera of beauty pageant, man. I know if I played football, I scored a touchdown, and I was still alive, <laughs> I'd want to do a dance too. <laughs> Other thing the announcers will say a lot, be like, oh my gosh, that guy has deceptive speed. That guy has deceptive quickness. What that means is, dang, that guy's fast. But we didn't expect that because he's white. <laughs> it's unbelievable the white boy can run. Who knew? Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOZ. Who's the NFL player you think of whenever you hear that? Uh, he has deceptive speed. Yeah, the, the, white, the white guy that's got the deceptive speed. Who, Cooper Cup? I think of two. Cooper Cup's one. And Hunter Renfro is the other one. Those are the two guys I think of because that's what they say. Cooper Cup, not so much anymore because I think he's proven himself in the league. But Hunter sure. Renfro, always, always the case. Um, apparently, the NFL was on the hook with the city of St. Louis for a settlement for letting the Rams move to Los Angeles. Now, I was always under the opinion and the um, the direction of the fact that the league owners had to vote in order to let the Rams move from St. Louis yeah. to Los Angeles and they voted by a big majority. I think it was a 66%. I think 24 of the lo- of the owners in the league had to agree to it and they did. And that's what opened the door for the Rams to move from St. Louis to Los Angeles. Because it was going to, in the end, make the league more money to have a team in a major market. And that has happened, right? Two so, teams in the same market. Now, now, now it's two teams. Um, This is so strange. So the NFL settled with the city of St. Louis last November to pay them $790 million because they allowed the Rams to leave the, the city. Now... They haven't 
figured out who's going to pay this settlement until just yesterday or day before yesterday. The NFL is going to pay a little bit. And the 31 owners, 24 of which said they were on board with the Rams moving, are going to pay a little bit to the tune of about $7.5 million apiece. You know who's footing the rest of the bill? The owner of the Los Angeles Rams. $571 million he has to pay the city of St. Louis as a result of what the league voted on. Now, granted, he had to put the yeah, wheels he, in motion. He's the one that wanted to move the team to begin with. He should pay it. Shouldn't he? Why is the league know. responsible for paying it? Why the are NFL other owners settled. Why are other owners responsible for paying? I mean, that sounds like our government right now. It's like you and I are paying for people to go to college. But they pay a pittance compared to what he has to. Their, their, their total works out to be, let's see, I did the math on this. They're going to be in, ending up paying $232 million. Yeah. He has to pay $571 million. I'm just saying, how is this any different than the student loan debt re- relief, whatever the hell they're calling this stupid thing they're now allowing people to sign up for? We're, we are all paying for other people that went to college. When they signed up, they signed the bills. They're like, yeah, yeah I want to do this. I want to go. They voted for these um, this team to move. Because they thought it'd be better for the yeah, league. Yeah, there actually was end. a democracy there. There wasn't any in this student loan relief thing. It was we were mm-hmm. just told it's happening. But for Cronky to be saddled with the majority of it, shouldn't the NFL be taking on some of the of the cost for this? Because they allowed this whole thing to happen. Well, they allowed it to happen, but I think and they're the ones and and they're the and ones that settled. There's a price to doing business. Like, there's a price to doing business, like, right? It's not like Stan Kroenke went to court and said, okay, I'm going to settle with the city of, of St. Louis. It was the NFL that did it. And the NFL goes back and they say, okay, Stan, you've got to pay $570 million on our behalf because we decided to settle. Why that was you- like me me losing a court case. I or me, I'm sorry, me settling on a court case and coming to you and saying, Jeremy, I knew, I'm going to need you to pay all that money. That would be like the state of Texas having to pay to relocate Elon Musk and Tesla from California. Yes. Like they would have to pay California, which I'm sure Gavin Newsom would love. Yeah, but that's but not going to happen. That's not going to happen. It's a weird way of doing business. I think if yeah, the, the owner of a business wants to relocate his business, he has to pay for the cost of it. I mean, let's if you move your if you let's say you move to another state and you've got to get a moving okay. truck and you move all your stuff, who pays right. for that? You do. But you, maybe you your paid business for it. You paid for it when you moved the team, right? And it ended up being a boom for the team, and you made some money. Why should a corporation that you're part of charge you for something that they agreed to? Oh, I see what you're saying. So, yeah, he's already paying for the cost of the move. This is additional on top of that that the NFL is asking right, for him to pay. And they the said, NFL they, is also they, asking other owners of other teams in other states yes. to pay for this as well. And where does this money other, go? Well, where does all that money go? All these fines that these players get? Where does all that money go? Well, I guarantee you there's not been $790 million in fines over the past four years in the National Football League. What's Roger Nigel, Roger uh, Nigel, Goodell? Goodell, sorry. What's his net worth? It's that up would, there. That would be my question. $200 million. 
Wow. I mean, I'm sure he made some money before he was the commissioner of the NFL, but yeah, I think he was the CEO of Ford or something like that. So, um, I, I, it's yes, he uh, he's he's doing well. That Roger Goodell, See, he gets I, I his salary, way. his salary, sixty-four million dollars a year, he renegotiated in twenty-one. So this mm. last year, he's made sixty-four million. <laughs> so, so that net worth is going. Is, yeah. is trending up. Yeah, he's, he's looking for a raise, buddy. That's what he's looking for. Um, so, yeah, why not him? For, I mean, he's the it's it's the NFL that said, okay, we're we're gonna go ahead and settle with you guys seven hundred ninety million. Should be up to the NFL to get that money. However, they get that money, but they're charging Stan Kroenke with it. It's it, it, it makes no sense to me. And I think some of that sense. money should go back to St. Louis for losing a team. Well, it is seven to a tune of seven hundred ninety million. Oh, okay. They're it's more. all going back getting, to the team. They're getting more as part of the settlement when the city of St. Louis sued the NFL. But they sued the NFL. They did not sue Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke is the one that has to pay the five hundred seventy million of that seven hundred ninety million, and the other owners have to pay make, come up with the other two hundred thirty million. It is absurd. That is crazy. But it's what is going on here. It takes money to make money and you got to play with the big boys, you got to help with the big pockets. I know. I know, but it's it's just And when you hear us toss these numbers around, don't ever feel bad for any owner in the National Football League. Because if they could just be like, "Okay, I guess we're going to have to settle. Here's 7.5 million dollars." 7.5 million dollars would support a lot of people in this country. He's worth, he's worth thirteen, just shy of thirteen billion dollars, by the way. So, Stan Kroenke, yeah, Kroenke's going to be yeah, a lot, a lot of commercial real estate. No, I understand that, but still, that's a big chunk of change, five hundred seventy-one million dollars, and he didn't even agree to it. It was the NFL that agreed to it, and he just realizes he's going to have to suck it up and realize that's the cost of doing business. Congratulations to the NFL on this one. Don't agree to something on somebody else's behalf. That should be like a golden rule, right? Jeff and Jeremy's. Dumbass of the day. It's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.